episode of the Hey, Have You Seen podcast. This is season one, episode two, and I am your host, Heather. I would like to start this episode with a very special thank you to my father, who listened to my first episode last week and was immediately like, this girl needs some intro music, and made me the music you heard today. I pulled that little clip for the intro, and I'm gonna let the full song he made me play us out. Seriously, Dad, thank you so much. This week was supposed to be the 80s movie, Say Anything, according to the Random Shuffler, but my husband begged me to watch Top Gun instead. He really wants to go see the new Top Gun Maverick that is coming out in July and felt very strongly that I needed to watch the original first. I genuinely did not care what 80s movie I watched, hence the randomizer. So this week I am going to be talking about... Top Gun. Top Gun came out in 1986 and caused a giant recruitment boom for both the Navy and the Air Force. Apparently, a bunch of people were enamored with the idea of becoming a fighter pilot, and I'm going to guess that most of them were disappointed to learn that they would probably not be flying planes or going to Top Gun school after joining the service. With that being said, yes, I did know this movie was about fighter pilots, although I did think this film revolved around the Air Force. Evidently, it's the Navy. I know Tom Cruise is in the movie, and I know there's a character named Goose. I believe that I've heard people talk about Goose dying, so that's maybe something that happens. I don't know anything else, so let's read the description and watch the trailer. Wow, okay, Top Gun only has a 57% critic score and an audience score of 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, which leads me to believe there are some super cool plane flying scenes and the audience really liked that and caused them to ignore other issues they might have had with the movie. Description says the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot Maverick is sent to the school, his reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with the other pilots, especially the cool and collected Iceman. But Maverick isn't the only competing to be the top fighter pilot. He is also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. Okay, first of all, I feel like reckless is not a quality you want in a pilot, regardless of if that pilot is flying military or commercial. Ain't nobody got time for you to be reckless while flying a plane. Why not strive to be the most prudent pilot? The sensible pilot. The unflappable pilot. I would definitely want to be flying with one of those people. If I ever get in a flying vehicle and somebody is like, your pilot today is Maverick, he was named the most reckless in flight school. I would immediately be getting off that plane or helicopter. I'm out. From this description, I assume Maverick is a giant jerk, but wins everybody over in the end because he does some maneuver that is dumb and risky and ultimately saves the day. And, of course, he is trying to win the attention of his flight instructor. She can't just be a strong female character with a career and interests of her own. No, no, she has to be his love interest. Let's see if the trailer is any more enticing. Eh, kind of. There does seem to be some very cool flying shots, and Maverick is acting like a jerk, but so is everybody else. Trailer doesn't seem to show anybody in a great light, although it does show some very sweaty people. Like crazy sweaty, but I guess the flight suits would be hot, so maybe that checks out. Or maybe the 
boat they're on doesn't have air conditioning? Do the fighter planes have air conditioning? I feel like you wouldn't want your pilot passing out from the heat, so they probably do. So that had to have been an active choice from the filmmakers. The trailer really doesn't give away too much of the plot, so I suppose it's time for me to go watch this movie and I will talk to you guys again when I'm done. Hello again, I am back from watching Top Gun and ready to talk all about it because I have some thoughts. First, Danger Zone is a great song and if it wasn't popular before this movie, it had to be after and has continued to be popular because again, fantastic song. And fine, the opening flight sequence where Maverick rolls the plane upside down and flips off the Russian pilot is super funny, then they take a freaking Polaroid of him and I... I did laugh. I did. But then I couldn't help feeling bad for Cougar. The poor guy was probably just in the most dangerous situation of his life and hasn't even met his kid. I mean, I can see where that panic set in. And I really hope that his deployment wasn't for too much longer and he got to go and meet his child. Now we get to see the ridiculous way that Tom Cruise is choosing to stand in attention, which he continues to do throughout the movie. Seriously, go watch a scene where he has to stand in attention and you'll see what I'm talking about. I feel like his back might break from puffing out his chest so hard. His poor shoulders must have hurt from holding his arms back at that angle. Everybody else during this movie is standing stick straight when at attention, but no, no. Tom Cruise is making a C shape with his body. I was also laughing at the fact that of course Maverick rides a motorcycle, fast planes, fast bike. The writers are really trying to lay the cool guy narrative on thick here. On to the bar scene, which starts with just a barrage of gross bro jokes from Maverick and Goose and does not get better from there. I did laugh, however, at the people smoking inside. And then at, I think it was Iceman, I had trouble keeping track of the other fighter pilots and their names, but they were wearing sunglasses inside. In a very dimly lit bar, but you know what? Again, just pushing that cool guy theme. What a marker of a cool person. Sunglasses inside, so remember that, kids. Continuing in this same scene, let's talk about how unbelievably upset I would be if a random person, but especially a guy trying to hit on me, started singing to me in a bar like that, drawing everybody's attention. Because at this point you have, like, two options. Number one, ask him to stop, which would probably also draw an angry chorus of onlookers telling you to give the guy a chance. Or number two, ask him to sit with you so he'll shut up and stop causing a scene, which is what Charlotte does. Or I guess there is a third option. You could just leave, but that's also a crappy option because then it's like this guy is forcing you to leave when you were just minding your own business. Bottom line, singing to someone as a pickup method is stupid, and I seriously doubt it will get you the intended result of that person wanting to leave the bar with you later that night. Now, because I read the description for the movie, I could only assume this woman Maverick was hitting on was going to turn out to be his flight instructor, and really enjoy the way she brushed him off after the like, what? You're a pilot? That's just unbelievable. Then, Maverick decides to go absolute bull creep and follows Charlotte into the bathroom. I couldn't believe what I was watching. He straight up follows this woman into the bathroom, expecting to save her from this older man she was meeting. I couldn't even enjoy the way she was rejecting him this time because I was just waiting for him to be pepper sprayed in the face. Ugh. 
Moving right along to some more horrible behavior from Maverick. Now he's in class and we get to watch as he squirms learning that Charlotte is one of his instructors at Top Gun and an astrophysicist. As she is talking about one plane or another, Maverick decides that now would be a good time to try and embarrass her in front of the whole class because she rejected him the night before. Unfortunately, whatever plane mechanic he is trying to tell her about is so interesting to Charlotte that she wants Maverick to tell her all about it later. Great. Super excited for this relationship to blossom. Although the foreign relations line, Maverick says, about flipping off that other pilot, also funny, and Goose's little finger bit is also very funny. Continuing on just scene after scene of Maverick being the worst. Now he does that little flyby of the air traffic control guys, which absolutely would have gotten him kicked out of Top Gun school and probably demoted. Like I said before, ain't nobody got time for you to be reckless while you're flying a plane. We have now come to the part in the movie where I had to pause to laugh because I started laughing so hard that I was going to miss anything that happened for a few minutes. The pilots are in the locker room and Iceman is telling Maverick that he doesn't like him because every time Maverick flies, he is being unsafe and dangerous, which is a fair complaint. And Maverick gets all mad and he puffs up and he spits out, That's right, I'm dangerous. <laughs> what? Boy, if you have to tell someone that you're dangerous, I can assure you that you are not. At least not in the context that Maverick means it here. Because Iceman is 100% correct that you are dangerous in a bad way. Not the cool way you're trying to spin it here, buddy. My amusement at this line was unfortunately short-lived after unpausing because now Charlotte is inviting Maverick to dinner and I just sat there rolling my eyes. But instead of getting ready to go to dinner, Maverick decides to play some volleyball which is a completely unnecessary scene designed to get all these guys to take their shirts off, but does further confirm for me that Maverick is a sociopath because who plays sand volleyball in jeans? Or decides to get so unbelievably sweaty and gross before going on a date with someone you want to impress. Then, on top of showing up late and stinky, Maverick actually asks Charlotte, after being in her house for exactly three seconds, if he can go take a shower. Who does that? Beyond Charlotte trying to get the information about this plane, I do not understand why she is putting up with him at all. At this point, I am kicking his stinky butt out of my house, going to work the next day, getting one of his superior officers, and making Maverick tell me the information there. If you don't mind, I'm gonna go take a shower real quick. Who does this guy think he is? Ugh. Next, we go to Maverick, being a giant a-hole about Charlotte doing her job, again, which she then decides to go on a car chase after him about? Absolutely not. More unbelievably, she calls him out about the behavior and then also says that she has fallen for Maverick? Excuse me? You have fallen for this man who upon first meeting followed you into a bathroom and then has been nothing but a giant misogynistic jerk to you ever since that you have known for what, like two weeks? You fell for him? There's nobody on this entire earth you would rather be with. Then I just made audible barfing noises throughout the entire slow undressing sexy scene. Just thinking about it now. Blech. I thought the bar scene with Goose and his family was pretty cute. Thank you, movie, for making it clear that Goose has a wonderful, loving little family, so you can rip it all away from us shortly. Quick side note. This movie shows Maverick, or Maverick and Charlotte, on his motorcycle several times. 
and nobody is ever wearing a helmet. Please wear a helmet. Anyway, now we get to the emotional crux of the movie when Goose dies during a training accident. This sucks. I feel like the movie could have used something else to drive Maverick's confidence loss, but this sure does the trick. I really hate the scene where Viper is telling Maverick to just get over Goose's death because Maverick will see or cause other people to die during his career. This just really perpetuates the macho attitude that is forced onto men. Let Maverick mourn the loss of his friend. Not the time, Viper. Now, Maverick is going to quit and continues to be a jerk to Charlotte and then goes to talk to Viper again and decides to show up to graduation. Hooray. Now, I'm curious. Did the filmmakers realize that this movie was running too long and they had wasted too much time on the sand volleyball scene, but yet that scene was also so integral to the plot that they decided to save some time and make this weird jump from yay graduation to stop celebrating, you're all immediately going into combat because for some reason there are no other fighter pilots to go on this mission. Because I feel like that's a stretch. But great, they're jumping right into a combat mission. Everybody is literally sweating bullets. Seriously, everybody, again, is just so freaking sweaty, they must have needed several buckets of water to spray on the cast. And Maverick is working through his confidence issue, went from being so confident that he was reckless and bad at his job, to so uncertain and safe that he is also bad at his job. Then he snaps back into confident and does some cool flying and wins the battle. Yippee! Obviously, everybody is super jazzed about not dying and is praising Maverick for his heroics. Maverick decides that he is ready to let go of his guilt and let go of Goose and decides to throw his best friend's dog tags into the ocean, which seems like a choice that no reasonable human being with any kind of actual feelings for another person would do, but okay. Now for another moment in this film that made me laugh out loud, when Maverick's commanding officer finds him on the boat and excitedly tells Maverick that he did such a good job flying on that mission that Maverick will now be allowed to do whatever he wants, go anywhere, fly anywhere, do any job he wants, just name it, can you believe it? No, I can't. I very genuinely cannot believe this. There is absolutely no way that this is what would happen in real life. Maverick would get a good job from the higher-ups, maybe even a medal, and then he would finish out his deployment. So that was Top Gun. Who wants to be a fighter pilot? Not me. But I did look up the requirements to become one just in case anybody wanted to know. Here we go. As far as I could research without actually contacting a military recruiter, the requirements for the Air Force and the Navy are similar, but the Navy also incorporates some kind of swimming and water skills elements because, you know, boats. Beyond that, you need to be under the age of 33 to apply, a four-year degree is preferred, you must be capable of getting a security clearance, have no allergies or asthma after the age of 12, but you can try to get a medical waiver for that. You must also meet a height requirement of between 5'4 to 6'5, standing height, and then also meet requirements for sitting height, eye height, and femur length. And lastly, have vision that is correctable to 2020. That's right, the biggest thing that stops most people from applying is a myth. You can have contacts or wear glasses and be a fighter pilot as long as your vision is 2020 when corrected. Another interesting thing that I learned was that there is liaison officers within the military who work specifically with Hollywood to make sure our armed forces are being properly represented and to ensure that nobody is giving away our state secrets. That is also why this movie is about the Navy. The Air Force is apparently very well known for not playing very well with this. 
I did not want to go down the entire rabbit hole that is the military entertainment complex, uh, but I did not know that that job existed. Last random fact that I came across is that if you quote this movie while you are attending the actual Top Gun school, you are immediately fined $5 for every offense, which is hilarious. To wrap up this episode, I will say that overall I did not like Top Gun. The planes and the flying were cool, but I cannot get past how horrible Maverick is. I don't really want to watch his character do anything else, but I have already promised my husband that I would go see Top Gun 2 when it comes out. Hopefully there is enough skilled flying and way less misogyny to keep me somewhat entertained. Oh, if somebody can find me a black leather jacket like Charlotte's, I will wear that. 10 out of 10. I love that jacket. Why does her character not just wear this all the time? Well, thank you for joining me this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it, or at least not too mad at me for probably disliking your favorite movie. I am very sorry, not sorry about that. Please don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with your people, write me a review, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at seen underscore, or send me an email at heyhaveyouseenpod at gmail.com. I hope you have a lovely, wonderful, fantastic day, and will join me next time for yet another movie that 